Wherever we have those doubts, that room for doubt leaves room for compromise. And in that moment that we need to speak boldly, we might lose our footing if we're not fully rooted and grounded in Jesus as Jesus is the great I am. So who is Jesus? Well, Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody's getting to God except for Jesus. And Jesus does not mind to speak the truth. When it comes to matters of faith, God, and the Bible, we all have questions. Today, as we study the book of John, we're going to take a look at a question that all of us at some point in our lives will have to answer. And that question is, who is Jesus? I'm Monica Schmelter. I'm glad that you could join us for Bridges today. And we're going to look at the book of John, seventh chapter. And I'm going to read verses 10 through 13, because this question of who is Jesus has been around really since the beginning of time. But this verse starts with, but after his brothers left for the festival, Jesus also went, though secretly, staying out of public view. The Jewish leaders tried hard to find him at the festival and kept asking if anyone had seen him. There was a lot of grumbling about him among the crowds. Some argued he's a good man, but others said he's nothing but a fraud who deceives the people. But no one had the courage to speak favorably about him in public, for they were afraid of getting in trouble with the Jewish leaders. So here is the question, who is Jesus? Some people have used that phrase, you know, he's a liar or he's a lunatic. And in this verse, it says he's a good man, maybe a fraud. All of those answers are things that people even say currently in this day. Some people I've heard them say, well, you know, Jesus was a good man. They love that Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. People really like that love your neighbor, uh, love God and love your neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself. People are okay with that. They'll say, well, Jesus taught a lot of good things. You know, the golden rule, treat other people the way that you want to be treated. Many of those things are very accepted. And for those people, they'll say that Jesus is a good man. Uh, some people say that he's a prophet. But the ultimate answer to that question is, Jesus really is the savior of the world. He is our blessed hope. He is our only hope. But you look at this verse, and we're looking in John 7. People offer these different opinions. We can tell from the scripture that this is a time. The climate at this festival is one that there's a lot of grumbling, there's a lot of complaining, there's suspicion. People are looking for Jesus. And Jesus, it says, he goes to the festival, but he goes secretly because he knows that people are out to get him. So if you look at this climate of the festival, it's not a stretch to say that it was a tense time, that people were afraid to speak favorably about Jesus because they would get in trouble. So think about today's climate. Think about the present day conversation about Jesus. Think about our culture and how divided that we are and how tense it is. And so we, we ask ourselves, okay, so who is Jesus? And 
if we believe, I do, and I, I hope that you do as well, that he's the savior of the world, that he's our redeemer, do we have fear about speaking favorably about him in public? I mean, we're not probably afraid of any Jewish leaders, but it takes great courage to be bold in this present day to speak favorably about Jesus, to talk about the parts of Jesus that make people uncomfortable and that are disruptive. Some people don't mind talking about God. They'll be like, yeah, you know, I believe in a higher power, of course. But when you talk about John chapter 14, verse 6, where Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Nobody gets, no man comes to God except through Jesus Christ. So when you start getting to that funnel point in our current climate, that's where you'll see a lot of arguing, a lot of debate, a lot of hostility. Um, a lot of people think that we are haters, that we're closed-minded. And, you know, they think that because they don't know Christ. I don't know that we should let that bother us the way that we do. Like when I look at some of the conversation on social media, when I listen to some of the news reports, it's pretty clear that on a lot of levels, we're really missing the point. We can speak boldly and courageously about Jesus and understand if there is any disruption, if there is any persecution, we need to be okay with that. Because the word of God says that no servant is greater than his master. In fact, the word of God says rejoice and be exceedingly glad because for great was the persecution for the prophets before. So if we're persecuted, we are, to be, we are to rejoice and be exceedingly glad because the prophets before us were persecuted. And yet in this climate, there's such silence. There's such an absence of people speaking up and saying, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's not a fraud. He's not merely a good man. Though when he walked on this earth, he walked as a man, but he is not just a man. He is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. He is the only hope for our world. And so we need to ask ourselves, who is Jesus? And do we love him to be very bold in public and at times even when it's tense to be able to speak favorably about Jesus Christ? And this verse here in John 7, uh, 10 through 13, it's clear that the people in this crowd are not able to speak favorably about him because of their fear. They were afraid to get in trouble. And so since God's word is a mirror, sometimes we have to hold it up to our face and say, well, okay, I'm not afraid of Jewish leaders, but I, am I afraid of backlash? Am I afraid that I'll be bullied, that I'll be teased? Am I afraid that I'll be misunderstood? You know, the Bible makes it clear that if we're ashamed of him, that he's going to be ashamed of us. So we need to ask, do we have that boldness? And if we don't, then we pray for that boldness and we read the word for that boldness. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God's word says the righteous are as bold as a lion. So who is Jesus? Jesus Christ is the son of God. Now I want us to go for just a moment as we go through the book of John over the next several weeks. Today we're talking about who is Jesus. Let's go to John chapter eight and starting in verse 50. 58, reading out of the New Living Translation. 
And this is Jesus again speaking. He says, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was even born, I am. At that point, they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple. So I can't imagine like what it would be like to be in a situation where people are like going to attack you with stones. I, I've never been in a situation like that. I hope that you have not. I've been in situations that I've regarded as scary, that I was afraid that I might be physically harmed. And, you know, the one time that I really remember that, I, in hindsight, as I looked back on it, I thought, there I was thinking that I was going to be harmed physically. And my thought was, oh my goodness, I'm going to die. Like I'm going to be on the news. It's going to be a crime show. Well, none of that happened, thankfully. It was just that moment when I looked back on it, I thought, well, I was just so scared. I, I just didn't know what to do. So I think about Jesus and I think, what was that like for him? Here he is, the savior of the world, revealing himself. He's come to save the world. And he tells these people, before Abraham was, I am. And they don't want to hear him say that. They consider that to be blasphemy. They think, well, no, you are not the Messiah. You are not the one. And here's the thing. I know in my heart, I've thought many, many times, when I look at the Pharisees, I I felt frustrated with them. Like, why? I mean, you have Jesus right in front of you. And yet, is it any different today? The debate about would Jesus do that? Is that God? Is this God? We're still, it's different. We're in a different time. And yet those suspicions and those questions and the Pharisees just, they missed it because when they read the scriptures, they didn't understand them. They were looking for Jesus to come another way. They were looking for Jesus to be different. They were not looking for a suffering Messiah. So when he makes this declaration before Abraham was, I am, they're so angry because they think that he's lying. They think that he's not right. And when you look at who he is, who is Jesus? Jesus is the great I am. He is the all sufficient one. There is no one greater. The only way I think that we're going to be able to endure the dark times in which we live, and I believe the Bible, the Bible says it's going to get darker. The only way that we will be able to endure is to be fully persuaded and completely convinced that Jesus is the great I am. As long as we're thinking that there could be some other option, wherever we have those doubts, that room for doubt leaves room for compromise. And in that moment that we need to speak boldly, we might lose our footing if we're not fully rooted and grounded in Jesus as Jesus is the great I am. There's no one greater. He's been here since the beginning. And this world, whether they want to accept that or they don't, you all, that part's not up to us. Our part is to love people, to pray for people, to invite them to Christ, and to love them and pray for them even while they are living as his enemy. And so where there's room for doubt, there's room for compromise. You know, there's a passage in the book of Luke because we all have doubts at different times. And so 
that's biblical. When Jesus says to this man in the book of Luke, he says, do you believe? And the man says, Lord, I believe. Help me with my unbelief. When we have those kinds of doubts, that we're still working it out with the Lord, we're still praying about it, we're still obeying Him, we're saying, God, increase my faith. God, help me to be strong. When you look at Peter in the New Testament, when uh, after Jesus had ascended to heaven, and there's this persecution, and Peter gets thrown in jail, and the, the people of God pray for him, and he gets released. And then they begin to pray, God, Make me even bolder. Make me even stronger. Make me able to endure this. And how about that for our prayer? When it's who is Jesus, that he is Jesus, the great I am, and that we are praying in these dark times to become stronger, to become bolder, to not be ashamed at all, but to be fully committed and fully persuaded no matter what anyone says to us. Whatever wrong thinking it is, whatever darkness it is, are we convinced that the darkness will never extinguish the light? I'm convinced he's the great I am. He says that the darkness will never overtake us. He says that his kingdom, that we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So when we look into this book of John and when we say, who is Jesus, stand strong. Be fully committed in who he is. Don't be afraid of the darkness, the naysayers, the haters, the people who point fingers at us and all this division today. You all, we can stand strong in faith. We can stand strong in love. We can love and we can pray for our enemies because we know who is Jesus. He is Jesus, the great I am. I want us to go to chapter nine in just a moment. We're gonna pick up right after Jesus healed a blind man. And after this healing takes place and all that happens, the blind man gets kicked out of the synagogue. And so we're gonna, we're gonna go to that part where this man gets kicked out basically uh, for being healed. Think about that. A man that's been blind, okay, gets his sight back and the leaders get so upset, they kick him out of the synagogue. It says, when Jesus heard what had happened and that's the man getting kicked out, he found the man and he said, do you believe in the son of man? The man answered, who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe the man said, and he worshiped Jesus. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment to give sight to the blind and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Some Pharisees were standing nearby. They heard him and they asked, are you saying we're blind? If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty, Jesus replied, but you remain guilty because you can see. So who is Jesus? Jesus is the great I am. And our only work is to believe on the one that God sent. But look at this discourse. Look at this conversation. So this man that got healed, and if you read all of it, and I encourage you um, to go to John chapter 9 and, and read the whole story. I'll put these verses up on the website and the online extras and all of that good stuff. But the story 
there are parts of it that are just really kind of uh, funny. I mean, here's this great miracle going on. We've got these people that are upset, right? Because Jesus wasn't supposed to do this on the Sabbath. And so that's a problem for people. And so then they want to know who did this. And they go at one point to this man's parents <laughs> and say, and say who did this in the parents, right? I'm sure that they had to be really thrilled that their son who was blind got his sight. I, I, just guessing, they had to be thrilled about that, but they were so afraid of the situation that they said, you know, well, he's of age, just go ask him. So when you look at the story in John 9, you see a miracle. You see Jesus breaking the religious traditions of that day, making people angry. You see this tremendous miracle of this man who can't see come to have sight in Christ. And yet there's all kinds of fear and passing the buck. Even the man's own parents are like, you just go ask him. I'm not going to tell you. You know, we just know that he was blind and that now he sees. So passing the buck is nothing new. It was happening in John chapter 9 in this discourse and in this story. Interesting that the man initially can't see, gets the miracle. He doesn't really realize who Jesus is. And then he says to the guy, you know, do you believe in the Son of Man? And he said, well, who is he? You know, I want to believe. And when Jesus says to him, you've seen him and it's me. And then the man said, I believe. And he worshiped God. I want you to consider when you look at who is Jesus and the titles that he has, the Son of God, the Great I Am, the Morning Star, the Rose of Sharon. When you look at all of the names and all of the things that are ascribed to his glory, to who he is, and yet he goes out of his way for this blind man. And as we study and as we look through the book of John over the next several weeks, you'll see how Jesus goes out of his way. It doesn't bother him to destroy racial barriers. He's not concerned about what day. Uh, he says, my father is always working, so I am always working. He wasn't concerned about their traditions. And really, he really calls it pretty straight when he says, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. So who is Jesus? Well, Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody's getting to God except for Jesus. And Jesus does not mind to speak the truth. He knew that when those Pharisees heard him say that, that he came to give sight to the blind and to show those who are who think they see that they are blind. I mean, I just can't even imagine being a religious leader of the day and having that in your face. But one of the things at, when you look at the book of John is that the Apostle John takes the time in the Gospel of John to reveal the nature and the character of Christ. 
he really goes to the heart of the matter where Jesus is concerned. And here's the part where we get a little confused and where we can get divided when we talk about speaking the truth in love. And most assuredly, the Bible says we should speak the truth in love. So Jesus, to this blind man, is very truthful and is very loving and does this miracle. To the religious leaders, we see him give a harder truth. But that truth was still given in love. If the Pharisees at any point would have repented, and maybe some of them did, if at any point, if they had repented, they would be grafted in. See, that is who is Jesus. Jesus is a reconciler of people. There's a scripture that talks about, and he's speaking to the religious leaders and to the Pharisees, and he said, how often would I have gathered you together, but you wouldn't have it. The heart of Jesus is for everybody to come, that everybody is welcome, and for you and I, This is the part that can be disruptive because we live in this tense, divided world. And the world wants to define us. They want to tell us who we are and where we should be and what's politically correct and what's not. And so sometimes the initial reaction to all that is just to be like really mean or really ugly right back and to say, well, here's what the Bible says. We have to go deeper than that surface reaction. Most of the times that I mess up in my life are because I'm in reactionary mode, right? I didn't pause to pray. I didn't pause to think about it. And this is an opportunity for us in this culture to pause and to answer the question, who is Jesus? He's the son of God. He's the great I am. We have nothing to be sorry or to apologize about. Yes, we speak the truth, but we speak it in love. And if our heart is not for people to come to Christ, if we can't see beyond race, if we can't see beyond politics, if we can't see beyond denominations, then we are the blind people. We think we see, but we don't. And churches are filled with people like that. And my prayer is that for us, we'll hold up that mirror of God's word and say, God, where am I in all of this? Am I just mad at the people who don't look like me, at the people I don't like their narrative? I don't like that political party. You all, we've had enough of that. We have got to get beyond that. Who is Jesus? He's the son of God. He's the great I am. He is the reconciler. He is the peacemaker. He is our blessed hope. And now is the time for us to answer that question. Do you believe in the son of man? Not what we think Jesus is like and not what we think Jesus is about and not that attitude of, you know, I just don't think that God would, would do that that way. And, you know, I, I, yeah, that person, they seem really far from God. So I just think, mm, yeah, I, I'm not going to even talk to them. And, you know, that person, they didn't vote the way that I voted. Like, I don't even know how they can be a Christian. I, I don't even think basically they should go to church. You all, all of these things 
have been said, they've been posted on social media, people have unfriended people. And I, my question is, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus to us? Are we the peacemakers? Or are we living in all of the division and all the hostility that the Pharisees did in their day, thinking that they were right? They thought that they were doing Jesus, well, they thought that they were not doing Jesus a favor, but they thought that they were right and that it was right to persecute Jesus so that the truth could come out that he wasn't God. They were seriously steeped in deception. And I pray that we won't be blind, but that our eyes will be open to the truth of who is Jesus, the great redeemer, the great reconciler, the one who goes out of his way. It doesn't matter whether it's race, whether it's economic, whether it's gender, and you all, God just loves everybody, even people that are just doing things that are named in the Bible that are absolutely sinful. We are not we are not to hate anybody. We are not to bully people and make fun of whatever they're going through. I'll be honest here. I don't understand everything that everybody's talking about today. There are so many conversations that I just think that is so dark and that is so foolish. And yet my heart has to say to stay that I love them and that I pray for them, and that I will boldly declare the word of God and boldly say the name of Jesus unashamed because he is Jesus, the great I am, and he is worthy. He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our sacrifice. It's a question we all have to answer. Here, these people were reading the scriptures every single day, thinking that they they had life in those scriptures, and they missed the living Savior. So let's not let let that be us in this world today. Let's not be so steeped in legalism and the letter of the law that we miss who is Jesus. Jesus is the great I am. And the question that we all have to answer is, do you believe in the Son of Man? Just as Jesus spoke to that blind man, he's asking all of us, do we believe in him the way that he's outlined in the Bible and that we're not relying on other people's experiences or even what I'm saying today? We have to have a faith that comes from our own heart and from our own relationship with Christ. We will have all of these scriptures up on the website in online extras. And I just encourage you with today's truth to keep this with you, that today's truth is that Jesus is the great I am. I'm out of time, I've gotta go, but I say goodbye and God bless you. If you're looking for ways to grow your faith, we invite you to go to monicaschmelzer.com where you can watch Bridges interviews and Monica's teachings on demand. You'll also find free online extras that offer practical ways to live out your faith. Visit monicaschmelzer.com where you'll find hope because truth changes everything.
Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith, and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.